0: Email customercare at laranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. Hi friends, welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life and I'm your host Marge. Thank you for listening. I'm super glad you're here. Let's get into it, shall we? If you recall, this month's theme is getting fancy, and along those lines, this first segment of what did Marge make this week was pretty fancy. I'll tell you more why in a minute. We're also going to be talking about what to do when things go wrong, as they inevitably will. What did I make this week? I've been wanting to make this recipe out of one of my fave cookbooks that I've been talking about for a while, Edibles, Small Bites for the Modern Cannabis Kitchen by Stephanie Hua. Love this book. That's where I got the caramels recipe from. I also posted one from last week's episode that I found on the internet that was quite similar. Those caramels turned out so good. I ate them all. I don't have any left. I'm pretty sad. They could have been maybe a smidge stronger so I didn't eat so many in one sitting. Maybe I'll do that next time. But they were so good. This other recipe I've been eyeing in this book for a while are were grapefruit negroni pot de fruit uh-huh like that French there so these candies the picture really sold me on them what can I say it's always the food photography in these cookbooks that really really get me to to put out my money for these books but the description is these jewel-like jelly candies traditionally called pâté de fruit by French confectioners are like the fancy grown-up version of fruit gummies A fun play on the Negroni cocktail. Doesn't that sound amazing? They go on to say, sweet, tart, and slightly bitter. These brilliant bursts of flavor are a real showstopper. Well, in line with this month's theme of getting fancy, of course I had to try and make these. It said the active time was 45 minutes, so these weren't one of these normal, quick, easy edibles that you would make, like some of the other ones I've talked about or the ones that I normally talk about. They were a little more involved. And let me tell you, not they were more involved from every aspect of preparing these recipes. Now, I already had cannabis tincture on hand. This was a recipe that takes cannabis tincture, which I've made in my magical butter machine. Making an alcohol-based tincture in that machine takes upwards Of eight hours. So I was pretty happy to have this already on hand because it's not a quick infusion to make. But some of the other ingredients really took some time for me to track down. There were things like juniper berries, dried juniper berries. I never did find them. I went to the local bulk food store that is well stocked and has every conceivable spice and whatnot that you could imagine. After looking around for a bit, A very helpful store clerk told me they did not have dried juniper juniper berries in stock. So I thought, oh, you know what? I'll try something else. I picked up a little bit of sumac, dried sumac, and dried lavender. Well, when it came down to it, when I tasted both of those when I got home, the sumac was quite salty, which didn't seem to pair well with the description of this particular edible. And the lavender, it tastes exactly like it smells. And as a smell, it's great. As a taste, not so much. So they didn't. So now I've got these two extra spices at my cupboard. Who knows when I'll use them? They may come in handy someday. I also had to hand squeeze three grapefruits because it called for grapefruit juice, not from concentrate. Also, sometimes harder to find than you would think. And after looking around in a grocery store, two, I just gave up and thought I'll buy the grapefruit. I'll buy a bunch of grapefruit and I'll hand squeeze them. So there's some real muscle put into these edibles. While I was making them, it was a bit of a, a bit of a time. I had my instant, my instant read thermometer, which isn't really a candy thermometer, but I was using it as such. It did have a clip on the side of the pot and it seemed to be working quite well. But I noticed, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this out. Holding the thermometer and stirring at the same time can get a little bit cumbersome. So I did clip it to the side of the pot. I mean, what's the point in having the clip if you can't use it? Well, of course, I ended up melting the thermometer. Now, it was still working, thank goodness, so I was able to use it, but I melted the thermometer, and then later on in the process, I ended up dropping the whole stupid thing into my my concoction. So the thermometer that I was using is pretty much garbage now. So these uh, Negroni gummies, grapefruit Negronis, were probably doomed from the start because what ended up happening is you make it very much like, again, I'm not a fancy French confectioner by any means, but I can read a recipe and I was following the directions and doing everything that it said that I should do. There was a ton of sugar in these things. There was things like pectin and tartaric acid. So I found the pectin finally. That was also something that was pretty hard to find. I clearly don't make jam because that's something that jam makers use. But again, something you didn't get, you couldn't find at the bulk food store. Maybe it was just out of season. Maybe they have... And the tartaric acid was also something I couldn't find. But you could use lemon juice for that. The recipe actually called for, said that they used solgar apple pectin powder. I ended up using some organic variety that I ended up finding in the store. And if you are looking for something like this for another gummy recipe that you happen to be making at some point, look in your baking aisle along where you would keep things like the jello and the gelatin and that type of stuff. It's my little pro tip for you right there. But these gummies, like the caramels, had to set for a while before you could cut them into your pieces and then you would roll them in a, in a nice coarse sugar to give them a nice mouthfeel. I let them sit at room temperature as instructed for several hours. It recommended a minimum of three. I think I left them overnight just to be sure. They seemed awfully soft when I went to take them out of the pan and put them on my cutting board to cut them into pieces. Well, whatever happened, they didn't set. I don't know why they didn't set. So when I Tipped them out of the pan, which I don't know why I did that. When I realized they should, they were that jelly-like, but they did come out like jelly. They didn't set at all. It was like a big blob. There was no cutting this stuff because it was sort of like like a jam consistency almost. The flavor was there that described that it described the sweet, tart, and slightly bitter. The brilliant burst of flavor. You used Campari and Vermouth in this recipe as well. So I had to go out and get some of that. Fortunately, I know somebody who owns a restaurant and I was able just to buy what I needed from them instead of having to go out and buy a $30 bottle of booze that I wasn't probably ever going to use ever again. But yeah, it turned out like jelly. I don't really understand what happened. So that was pretty disappointing, which is what brought me to the topic of this week, which is when things go wrong. As inevitably they will sometimes you'll follow a recipe exactly and for whatever reason it doesn't turn out the way you expect as did my grapefruit negronis i guess the first question you need to ask yourself is is it a total waste i never think it is any experiments you're doing in the kitchen is probably still worth the time and effort even if it doesn't turn out the way you want what am i going to do with a whole pot of this jelly-like substance i'm not really too sure But perhaps you can salvage it. I did put it in the fridge. It may and maybe hoping to see if it would set better. Upon examination, when I last looked at it, it looks like it's still pretty soft. And I don't think I'll be able to cut it up into or like slice it up into the pieces that I thought I'd be able to. But does that mean I can't repurpose it? Not necessarily. Maybe I just have to find a new way of eating it. So maybe because it's like a jelly-like substance, maybe I just eat it like a jelly. I can spread it on a toast or something or a cracker or or put it on top of a yogurt or something like that and enjoy it that way. I can probably also freeze some of it. I may have to double check on that, but I can probably also freeze some of it so that I don't have to feel like I have to eat it all in one week because it's a pretty big dish of this jelly-like stuff. So the first thing you can ask is, can you repurpose it? Sometimes you can also ask, can you salvage it somehow? Is there a way to fix it? In this particular case, I don't think there is. But that's another question to ask. Can you salvage it? Can you repurpose it? Can you incorporate it into something else? Another thing that you need to do, perhaps, if you've made something that didn't turn it quite the way you expected, is to retrace your steps. Sometimes small changes can lead to big diversions in outcomes. If you're making an infusion, did you change the brand of butter that you used? Did you change the fat content? Those are some things to look at if, again, those little changes sometimes. If you're always using the same brand or the same type, perhaps a different brand that you use this time because it's what you, you know, what was on sale at the grocery store or something like that, maybe that was enough to change the outcome. So you can retrace your steps. But I find this is where note-taking is really big. And I have recommended before to take notes on your phone. I have since switched to a cooking journal that I picked up. It's actually really great. It's by a company called Gold Leaf. And they make these cannabis culinary companion cooking journals, which are actually pretty cool. And it allows you to put in notes on the infusions that you're making, and also full recipes as well. And the reason I feel that this is great is because it asks you for more details than I was putting down in the notes on my phone. And I have been taking notes on my phone for quite a while, but when I got my tea check device recently, and I was experimenting with testing some of my infusions, I'll be talking about that probably a little more later on another episode, but when I was doing that, I wanted to compare the results of my, of the t-check uh device from my rough calculations that I was making and so I went to my phone the notes application on my phone to look at some of the stuff that I'd taken before and I realized how shitty some of my notes were I was a little disappointed in myself I mean I was putting in some stuff but when I was looking for more detail on certain things and then I'd forgotten I didn't even put in some of the information when I was doing alcohol infusions and that type of stuff I was pretty disappointed with the notes that I took but this cannabis journal really kind of eliminates that because it forces you to fill out all the stuff how you decarbed what you did what the heat was your method that you're using your ingredients there's a lot of detail here it was kind of fun to use, and I feel like this is a great a great tool to have in your kitchen. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Of course, just a regular journal can also be effective, and your notes application on your cell phone as well. Just be sure you're taking enough detail. You may think it's too much detail at the time, but when you're going back to it months later, even a few weeks later, You'll be glad that you have that detail in there and that can really help you retrace steps and see where you might have gone wrong if you are finding that the end result of an infusion or a recipe that you're making didn't turn out the way you expected or the way that you hoped so that's my advice for this week so when things go wrong can you salvage it can you repurpose it can you incorporate it into something else retrace your steps those are the tips i give you I'm going to be eating a lot of tart jelly over the next little bit because, again, I ran out of my caramels. Oh, they were so good. But that's the way it goes sometimes. And I'll probably try making them again at some point after I sort of analyze. I think I have a pretty good idea where I might have gone wrong. But after I analyze that I'm going to give it another shot of course I'm going to have to go and order myself a new thermometer because I melted and destroyed the one that I have which was a little disappointing I may actually buy a candy thermometer and an instant read thermometer because I use the thermometer all the time in my kitchen when I'm cooking so it's a handy tool to have so sometimes things don't go the way you expect it's totally okay it's fun it's part of the fun of putting on your your mad scientist cap and trying things out that you haven't done before Again, this is all new for me, getting fancy this month. I'm not a confectioner. I have not made much candy in the past. Like the caramel, sometimes they go great. Like my grapefruit Negroni, sometimes they do not turn out so great. It happens to the best of us. Don't let it get you down. Keep experimenting. Take lots of notes. You can always somehow find a way to eat the stuff after. For next week, we're going to be talking about terpenes. And I want to give a shout out to Barry in the United Kingdom, who wrote in recently and had some great questions about terpenes. So I'll be looking at those next week. And I want to thank Barry for listening. He mentioned that he is pretty new to cannabis and edibles. So that's fantastic. Happy to have you as part of our community here, Barry. And I'm so glad that you're trying out and doing some experimentation so happy to have you listening so he did have some great questions so we'll be covering some of that stuff next week so you can tune in finally I did ask this last week but I'm going to put it out there again this week what is your biggest struggle when it comes to creating making edibles let me know you can always email me at bite me podcast at fastmail.com or find me on the socials at bite me podcast or at host marge and i'd be happy to hear from you and help out in any way that i can i think that's it for this week you guys i'm going to be experimenting with some new stuff next week hopefully it'll go a little better than than the last but in the meanwhile stay high my friends